and welcome to the Talking Outsourcing podcast. My name is Mark Kobayashi-Hillary. In this podcast, I'm talking with Biba Rathwaj, who's Chief Marketing Officer of 24-7 Customer. Now, 24-7 Customer is better known as a BPO firm, um, a business process outsourcing firm that offers customer services like contact centers, for example. But what's, what they're not really that well known for yet are things like managing Twitter and other kind of social media for customers. I found out because of a blog response recently that they've actually got some expertise in this area. So I asked them about what's new in customer services. We've been working on um, the whole social media and the impact of social media on customer experience, I think closer on. 10 to 12 months now, um, and uh, the first, and this is based on what we've been talking to our clients, and then we found that obviously our clients are looking at solutions and uh, trying to figure out what is the impact of social media on customer experience, because a lot of consumer opinions are being voiced on social media, and they've been trying to figure out how to sort of understand what is going on in social media and what is the impact of consumer opinion social media on their business. And that became a lot more prominent with the rise of Twitter, right? Yeah. Or with the rapid adoption of Twitter that's especially happened in the last 12 to 18 months. Uh, and uh, um, so what we did was we created, uh, we tried to understand what our, what our clients wanted to understand and what some of the companies that we were talking to wanted to understand around Twitter. Um, and so what they wanted, they didn't have a single place where they could go and say, okay, there are so many opinions being voiced about my company or my brand on Twitter. Uh, um, and where are they coming from? How many people are talking about me on Twitter? What are they talking about me, uh, about my company or my brand on Twitter? Is this positive? Is this negative? In which area is it positive? From which part of the country are they tweeting about? So, and... You had a question, Mark? No, go ahead. That's fine. Right. So, um, and so on and so forth. So, there are a lot of questions around uh, getting a holistic perspective about uh, what is happening on Twitter and how is this impacting uh, my company or brand from a client perspective. So, and that's how we sort of started looking at uh, Twitter, uh, an analysis around Twitter, and then launched. 24-7 tweet view, mm. and this was um, somewhere in October last year, we yeah. launched tweet view, so it's almost around five months since it has been launched, and we have, uh, we have nearly, so what, what tweet view, and have you seen 24-7 tweet view, did you have a chance to look at the portal itself? Uh, yeah, I've, I have had a look at it actually, yeah, yeah, so I've seen that, that, that you've got uh, sort of um, a company uh, monitoring and, and that kind of thing there, yeah. Right. So if you look at it, you would have seen a time-based analysis which gives you how many tweets in a day, in a week, on a rolling forecast basis, how many people are tweeting about you, how are your tweets compared to a competitor uh, from a geography. So there's different dimensions analysis. So. Mm -hmm. What we have done is we have made this whole thing as a, as a free product yeah. on, on Twitter, right? 
Uh, and also we have a premium version, which has some deeper insights and richer insights. So it's not only the free version of volume metrics and volume analysis, but also getting into, uh, I would say, very deep granular uh, analysis uh, by sentiment. So you can actually get into and say, hey, people from this part of the state in this part of this country uh, are unhappy about, say, billing with respect to my product. Right, right. So right, you can get as, as granular as that and then find out, uh, hence, what do you do? So this is really a tool that, uh, say, say a company that might traditionally come to you to offer, um, say, voice and IM support for customer services. It, it's a sort of uh, an added tool that, that a company like that can then use to monitor what are people saying about them in the in the online world as well. That's correct. So from a company perspective, any company can monitor. Uh, what is being said about them and so different departments can use it for example the, the corporate communication department can use to find out the overall brand reputation based on negative positive sentiments the product management department can find out details most uh, based on uh, how uh, which product features are being liked or not liked or are there any comments about specific product features which they can use for product development Marketing and sales can use it. Customer service can actually use it to find out where are the customer issues maximum. What are they? What are people most uh, unhappy about or happy about in customer service, which may or may not come out in CSAT service, mm. right? Yeah. So and and so you're getting unadulterated direct feedback from consumers voicing about a company on a day-to-day basis, and this gives you. Uh, both an aggregate and uh, a detailed analytical view about uh, what is being said about a company on Twitter. Right. Okay. So, is um, I mean, who who was the driver for this? Did you find many of your clients were were pushing and saying, you know, we need to understand what's going on in 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 Twitter and, and other social networks? Then. Yeah. So. Both our clients, our prospects, a lot of people whom we were talking to, and they were all sort of being confronted with similar kind of issues. First, they needed to get a handle around what's happening, right? Uh, suddenly, Twitter has, uh, had become, uh, if you had, uh, um, uh, uh, in the last year, and I would say second quarter, third quarter, all the top five issues of the CEO, as an example, of any large company, right? And they would say, hey, you know what, I'm getting information about this through my daughter or somebody else and suddenly there's a lot of negative tweets about a company so what's happening go and find out right yeah, yeah. or our company is being tweeted about and there's so much news going around and it's either impacting sales or service or image or whatever it is so um and so it, it's almost become um, over, the, over the last say four quarters to five quarters uh, a high level uh priority for senior executives in many companies to understand what is going around them on Twitter. Right, right. Um, so they've been companies have been grappling around with I mean, the whole social media, what's the strategy around social media, and with the rising uh, adoption of Twitter. Um, so what's happening? So we, uh, and there's several instances of uh, 
of uh, uh, companies trying to figure out what the strategy is going to be with respect to social media. Is it going to be a brand reputation management strategy, mm. customer response strategy, customer service strategy, sales strategy? Some companies have cracked it. Some companies have not yet cracked it. Many, most companies have not yet cracked it. Right uh, from a, a, a company perspective. So, um, so all of those obviously meant that. They needed some better information around what is happening around Twitter about their company, right? And have some better analysis so that they can take decisions with respect to their social media strategy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so what Tweet provides is one step in that direction. So, so how how come? I suppose the question then is how come uh, you, as as a company, developed this tool? Uh, and this expertise, rather than say the market research agencies or, or the public relations firms. I mean, uh, aren't aren't they the sort of natural area where people might go for this expertise? Good question. Actually, the um, uh, it's also the same question can be asked back to us, right? So we are in the contact center, the customer lifecycle management business. Correct. Mm. That's our core focus. We live and breathe that every day, which means we are contacting our clients and consumers every day, right? Or they are contacting us every day to our client brand, etc. Correct. Um, so that's only one part of it. And so when our clients are looking at how do I change my contact management strategy, and suddenly social media sprung up as a completely different entity. Uh, in terms of where consumer opinions are being expressed, um, they're trying to figure out what do we do around this. And so a company like 24-7 is um, obviously as part of this whole contact management strategy trying to help our clients. Yeah. Okay. So that's a, it's, it's a natural progression. That's part one. Um, but the larger pieces, TweetView uh, is part of uh, a separate business unit within 24-7 called Innovation Labs. Right. Right, and uh, Innovation Labs was a business unit that we started on three years back, and the whole focus on the, of Innovation Labs is to uh, create solutions uh, that address the end consumer's problem uh, using prediction, prediction-based technologies. Well, I, I mean, and this is right. this, yeah, this is a, a uh, I mean, a web-delivered solution. Uh, I mean, it's 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 an entire service that's packaged up, and and you may well be selling this kind of service to companies that that may never have considered working with twenty four seven before. I guess that's right, and also it also gives uh, um, it, it gives a better understanding of how to use uh, consumer insights, how to use it for prediction, and how to use it for better contact management or customer lifecycle management. Right, so that's where this whole thing fits strategically for us. Okay, I, I mean, I'm in, I'm interested in the 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 amount of push that you found from from your clients because um, clearly at the NASCOM annual conference in February, Twitter and social networks in general were a very big topic of conversation, and and people were trying to understand how do they manage reputation, how do they use social networks for marketing, you know, how how do they interact better with their customers using these networks. And it seemed that there, that there was not much understanding at all. And, and yet um, I, I never heard um, at the conference about uh, 24-7 because it seems that you've been piloting this stuff for about five or six months now. Right, and we have more than 200 companies that are now using it actively mm. every day, every week, right? So 
um, at one plus companies that have signed up, we have say as, as I told you the free version, the premium version, etc. So a lot of companies that have signed up and they're using it for online reports and, and, and also come back to us with a lot of queries. Uh, the, um, and to answer your question, there, there could be two things which um, I can obviously think of. One is obviously we have not marketed ourselves better. <laughs> the, but uh, uh, that's one. But lesser, I think, is um, Twitter in India has not been that much of a, a phenomenon still compared to what it is in the West. Right? Yeah. So the adoption of that for, say, the domestic Indian economy has not been so significant compared to what it is in the West. So the, if you had to do look at the Twitter statistics, you can figure out. Uh, in India, the number of subscribers or the users of Twitter uh, is less than if I remember right, if I remember right, it's less than probably 600,000 compared to uh, what it is outside, right? So mm. it is whatever, 40, 50 million. So it's hardly uh, any significant percentage in terms of actual users. So the impact of that on, say, any Indian business, and hence the need for adoption is potentially low in India. But if you had to take, and our business is 100% outside India, so which means you're seeing what's happening with our clients, both in US and UK, on a day-to-day basis. And um, this is one of the hot topics. This is one of the things that they are clearly focused on. And we have taken the step to sort of help them in that direction. Okay. And is the uh, the Innovation Labs uh, that's um, providing this product, I mean, do you have... Um is this a major strategy now for you to, to develop uh, entirely new platforms and services then? That's right. So we have already developed uh, this is the fourth product in our stable in Innovation Labs. Mm. So we have three products and there's the fourth one. And all these are, uh, 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 we, we believe and we think that we're already doing it with our clients, pretty game-changing in nature, right? So they are not... Uh, I, I'm doing this and can I do it more efficiently? I'm doing contact management and can I do it a bit more efficiently? Right? Mm. So, uh, and that efficiency game is something that I think a lot of BPO companies have been playing for many years now. Uh, the question that we have been trying to address and working on this whole from a labs perspective is to find out what are the new solutions, right? What are the business challenges that our clients are facing? Yeah, not operational challenges, right? So operation challenges are getting met, and there are operational efficiencies, innovation and operate process innovation that sort of needed. But it is not the same. Can be done better. It is about uh, you are trying to address a larger problem, and how do you address that? Right. Right. From a, from our client's perspective. So for, let me take an example. One of our products is called Sales Next. And that is primarily on, so all our products are around the customer life cycle and our entire focus is in that area, right? So the sales mix product is um, um, specifically how do we improve sales conversions uh, by using a lot of mathematical modeling and statistical modeling. So all of this is prediction based, uh, predicting the next interaction of end consumers with our clients. Okay. Right. And saying, okay, so if there are, say, for example, half a million investors or a million investors coming to a website in a day, if you're a big company or whatever size company, mm. uh, obviously you're driving the traffic. Many of them are buying, but many of them are also not buying. Mm. Right. How do you identify who's not buying? 
and uh, specifically figure out what they are not buying, what exactly do they need, when do they need it, and then have somebody to interact with them at the time of need. Okay, so actually you're you're off you're starting to um, offer much deeper sort of um, analytics based on web use. Then, so so it's almost like um, accepting that that the web itself is now a, a, a primary channel for consumers. That's right. So I mean, that's one of the aspects in which say sales next works right on the web, and mm. it, it gets extended even to other channels, but. The web is a big area, right? So if it's so many people, so for one of our customers as an example, um, their web-based self-serve conversion, which means people coming to their website and buying products uh, without any assistance, yeah, was around eight percent, and we were able to move it from eight to twenty-two percent. Right, right, right. So it's not an incremental improvement saying that I'm going to move it from eight to nine or eight to ten, mm. right? So, which only tells you that then we have to do a lot of analysis, analytics, and develop models around it. And all these are patent pending models. Okay, so, uh, uh, essentially, to find out uh, if there are say, 30,000 products on the website, so which product is the hottest? At what time is it the hottest? For whom it is it the hottest? So, you can actually drill down to a zip code. In, in a particular city, and then find out these kind in this particular part of the city, these people are more likely to buy this kind of a product, and they need help. Yeah, yeah. If if, if you don't help them, they'll move away from your website and go to somebody else's website. As an example, right? Mm. So, um, how do you find it out at the moment of when you're actually doing this, right? And then convert that into an interaction with them. And convert that interaction into a sale. Yeah. Right. So, um, what we do, hence in this whole thing, is it's part of this is a SaaS. We offer this as a software as a service, mm-hmm. and part of this is uh, operationalizing the SaaS with people, because we also have a BPO operation, right? Yeah. So we we combine the SaaS and the BPO operation, and then take ownership for the outcome. Okay. So the outcome, our client is bothered about the outcome is how much is my sale improving? How many? More, how much more is my because they are already spending millions of dollars in driving traffic to the website and they're doing so many things on the website to make them make people stick on the website, mm. right? So how do you still uh, if all the money is sunk, sunk in? How do you still be able to improve conversions? Yeah, yeah, right. So that's where we come in and we do all this stuff and take ownership. So it's not just giving some analytics and then saying, okay, thanks, bye. But saying, hey, we provide this whole stuff, this whole analytics and software as a service because it's all software-based, et cetera. Uh, and then we support it with uh, the back office people, right, who will actually interact with you and help in converting it, which means the total ownership of the sale of the incremental sale or whatever, right, the, the additional sale uh, rests on us. And that's what we bring as value to our clients rather than saying, okay, you're doing it in UK or you're doing it in US, do it in India at half the cost. I mean, that's a, that's a mind-numbing game that's over. Mm. That, that whole labor arbitrage uh, game is over, right? So we have, at least uh, what we have been focused on is saying that take it, we've been trying to take it to the next level and say, can we create value for our clients by doing something different. Okay, yeah, and, and clearly, I mean, with these, these, these new services, that, that's really actually taking place. I suppose, 
suppose the one the one thing to ask then is uh, you mentioned that something like TweetView is available to be used for free, provided you register as a user. Um, but what if I want to use the more detailed version? Um, what is the sort of charging model? Is it uh, a monthly subscription or something? Correct. It's a monthly subscription, and um, uh, the monthly subscription currently, again, we have at this point of time kept it open, depending on what kind of uh, uh, detailed insights a company wants, right? Because a company could want like 10 different types of reports mm. around Twitter uh, on a monthly basis, uh, and they may want drill down even in the 10 reports. They may say, hey, I just want geography report by state, by city, uh, and by device, right? Or I want by device, but then I want to get into sentiments by device by state. Right. Right. Uh, or by county, right? Or so they may want multiple views of what they were trying to look at. So based on that, we price it on a, a subscription based model and sell it to people. Okay, so it's pretty much a bespoke model. You can have the the basic information for free, and then if you want to get more detail, uh, then then you guys put a put a quote together depending on how complex that is. That's correct. You are absolutely right. So, and nearly seventy percent of the whole analysis is already free on on view. Thanks for downloading this talking outsourcing podcast. For more information about me and my writing, go to markhillary.com. And for my talking outsourcing blog in computing, go to computing.co.uk. Thanks for listening.